0: Para sa kultura,
1: para sa mga tao.
2: for the culture,
1: for the people.
0: We, we are, are the Filipinx Lit, Lit Club.
2: Okay, I think it's recording. So, um, I'll go ahead and start off by just saying hello to everyone because this is probably going to be recorded and uploaded to our community. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Richard with Filipinx uh, Lit Club. And this is uh, our first recorded book discussion. And so I'd like to go ahead and just begin by um, going around and you know, saying introductions uh, by giving our name, our location, and just the general reason as to why we're interested in Filipino or Filipinx lit. Um, so my name's Richard. I live in the Maryland area. And I'm interested in Philippine Lit because I'm interested in reading more work by, my, by people in my community and being exposed to, you know, voices that I can relate to. Um, and I will go ahead and pass it off to Kelly, if you wanna go ahead and start.
1: Hi, my name is Kelly. I'm in Indiana um, and I'm here because I like to learn about different cultures and uplift voices.
3: My name is Jasmine. I live in Illinois and I'm in Filipino Lit Club because I want to support Filipino um, um, authors and also just um, be exposed to the kind of literature that new people write.
0: I'm Joseph Orbutz. Uh, I'm in Sydney, Australia. I joined the Lit Club because I I really believe in uh, Filipino writers and being able to share our voice and being able to read stories that come from your own kind of
2: culture and has that connection, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Uh, thanks, y'all, for giving that introduction. Uh, so going off the agenda, um, I'd like to go ahead and see if anyone is interested in volunteering as being our discussion leader. Is anyone interested in being our discussion leader? No. <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead, I'll be the discussion leader. Um, so I'll go ahead and start by reading off our house rules. So members who haven't read the book are still welcome and able to provide any insight they might like to share. Full disclosure, I unfortunately haven't finished the book, but I'm still here and I'm you know excited to discuss it. we seem um, <laughs> I mean, It's life. It's life. But you know, we're here and we're discussing. Uh, we've like rescheduled this discussion like several times. So, you know, it's okay. It's okay. We're we're gonna discuss what we have read and what we know. And you know, if if anyone here has read the full book, like we can still discuss it. <laughs> um and so let's also be like like let's please be respectful of uh you know everyone's opinion. Uh there might be disagreements, but um, let's please be open to engaging in a civil civil discussion and avoid using any foul language toward one another, which I don't really foresee happening. Uh, we're a pretty nice bunch of people. Um, let's allow each participant to have a chance to speak. Uh, we'll go around providing our answer to each question. Then we will have open discussion for that specific question and you know toward anyone's response if there is one. Uh, and then afterward we can open the floor to quick questions um before proceeding oh wait no that's um after this so before we begin are there any quick questions uh that anyone might have as to the format cool and i'll probably uh some way somehow like we'll put this agenda up on uh on our website just in case anyone wants to like you know on their on their own terms kind of just get their own local group of other people interested in Philippinex literature, they can go ahead and do it like on their own. So uh, the next part of our agenda is kind of developing a summary. Uh, So beginning with the leader of the book discussion, I guess that's me at this time, uh, the group can take turns summarizing the book in the order that it happened. Uh, And if there's any difficulty, the leader can help. Um, And and in this case, I can help to the limited degree that I I know because I've only read a certain amount of the book. But so I'll go ahead and start off um, by summarizing the book. But to kind of just summarize it, it, it was, the structure uh, was was uh, not what I anticipated, um, but it was, I'm, I'm sure it was clearly intentional. But it starts off talking about, um, I'm gonna open to my book really quick, because I've read this over a span of time. But so it talks about, uh, Maksalin, who's a translator and mystery writer, Um, and meeting, oh yeah, that's right, Um, Maksalin meets uh, Kiara at uh, Ali Mall, Um, and they're they're discussing background. A lot of, like, what I've noticed is, like, there's a lot of detail into these characters, not only their behavior, but also, like, it's very detailed and hyper-focused in terms of how they describe, you know, like very minute details like I I always everything
3: yeah environment and
2: (laughs) environment and things like uh they kept talking about the handbag the the Hermes handbag I was Mm -hmm. like I mean I guess it it is an important detail like considering the surrounding context um but yeah does anyone want to take it off from there um they had met at Ali Mall and were discussing um you know, uh, an email that Chiara had sent Magzalan about needing a translator?
3: I think it was that they were planning. So basically Chiara wanted um, Magzalan to take her to, like, Samar, which is, like, I think, Mindanao, because she wanted to, like, film. um, And I think part of the film was that, like, her father had passed away, and he was, um, and she wanted to leave off, from that and go there right but then this I think when you get to the middle part of the book it it starts to switch over to like like you know there would be the perspective of Chiara one chapter and then uh, Magdalene's perspective or and then suddenly it becomes like the script that Chiara's writing like in her perspective and then the script in like Magdalene's like perspective, like how she wanted it to be written because she, when they met up and she, they exchanged like the script, Magdalene wanted to like change it. Um, and so then it becomes like four kind of different perspectives or three later on. Um, so and that's where it gets, for me, it was really interesting how the structure was because then all of a sudden um, names were put out there that I was like, wait, who is this person? Um, and there and it's also supposed to be like kind of like a, a fictional thing so it's like meta fiction or something because it's like a script right but it's like the perspective of the script um, so differentiating between like those perspectives was really interesting and then the end though um, if someone could clarify maybe like I to my when I looked I kind of skimmed through the ending, but basically, I think it was, you know, they both Tiara and Magdalene are dealing personally with like their own kind of losses. I think Magdalene lost her husband and her her mother, and then Tiara is still dealing with the um, death of her father, who she lost, I think, around the age of six. What's your you
2: all able to pick up?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think you all summarize it pretty well. Um, yeah, I, I, at the end, I think it, it, it is very much about their own personal losses and how kind of that informs their view on the world. Um, and there's, there's also parts about, like, how do I say it? There's parts of, like, about how they both view, I guess, this, this massacre that occurred in Samar, um, which is really interesting. So you know, one of them is viewing it through that through the lens of like a um, uh, an, an American coming in and and viewing the war through a literal lens, like a camera lens. Whereas I feel like Magdalene's version is very much more about from a, a, a insurrect insurrectionary, revolutionary type of perspective. Um, yeah, so it's it's really interesting seeing not just the, the two sides of those, those characters, but they almost mirror each other. And the, the, so the characters almost mirror each other and then their stories of, of their losses mirror each other and then their scripts mirror each other. So there's a lot of like, if I feel like there's a lot of doubling up, but like every time it doubles up, something changes and clarifies something a bit more, but also confuses things a bit more,
2: if that makes sense. Yeah. Kelly, did you have anything else to add to the summary or?
1: No, I think that was a pretty good summary.
2: Okay. Uh, so I'll go ahead and start off with the first question. Um, what was your initial reaction to the book? Did it hook you immediately or take some time to get into? Um, I'll be honest, like I kind of felt like I was forcing myself to read uh, just, you up, you, just uh like the the actual content like I mean, I think I'll be honest, like I got to like halfway in the book, like to part two, and I think that's where it actually does pick up, but then I just like got to that point like at the beginning of this week. But um, initially like, yeah, like it, it's, it's taken a while. Um, you know, I'm an English major, but like just the language, was, like, it, it was like, um, it was difficult to me. I don't know. Uh, I found it difficult to, to, to be able to get hooked in right away. And uh, I think by not having read all of it, the structure did, you know, like felt complicated to me but, like, I say that because I didn't, yeah, read all of it, but, like, I'm sure, like, it came all together, like, the way it was structured, um, so I guess I'll pass it off uh, to, to Jazz, like, to go out with that question.
3: You having said that as an English major is so relieving to me, because I thought, like, maybe that I'm just lacking the brain cells to, like, understand and keep up, like, it's there it's, like, Gina Ethel is like her vocabulary and her descriptions for things is beautiful but yeah. I just you know like taking the step back to see how everything kind of connects and like ties in with like you know the narrative like overall it was kind of hard for sure um I read I mean in the beginning I was definitely like hooked like I liked how um you know it was a, it was very detailed, but i thought I thought it was it was good like setting like a really good scene like it was very scenic like I could like yeah. picture everything really well
2: mm-hmm.
3: um I think when it did get past like part two when like the different scripts are like there it it gets kind of like confusing for sure but um nonetheless, like some events that like were happening like um how she like like the you know how the war was depicted on, like, different perspectives, like, um, um, Joseph was talking about, like, I could, I could sometimes, uh, like, finally get it, and when I get it, when I got it, I was, like, oh, okay, um, (laughs) but, yeah, I'll pass it on.
1: (laughs) I'll go, um, in the beginning, I was, like, okay, I want to figure out, like, who is, like, gonna, like, what's this book gonna be about, like, who is this email from, you know, the translator thing. But then it was like, I feel like it took like 20 pages to describe one scene. And then (laughs) all of a sudden I got confused. But then, I don't know, I really liked, I feel like the confusion was like tied in with this like theme of like loss that was in there. So that was pretty cool
0: yeah i I agree i think it was definitely intentionally confusing it was almost like like man like some of the chapters had the same numbers and like things were jumping like in time and characters had very similar names and like i feel like like there were times where i was like i need a map for this i need to like sit down with like a with a chalkboard or like a whiteboard and kind of like pin out where every single character is and who they are and what they do um but, like, I I kind of enjoyed that. I, hadn't, I haven't read, um, like, I'm, I'm an English major as well, but, like, I haven't read as many books that are that intentionally, like, metafiction-y kind of, I guess, and that jump around in, in that way. Like I've read a lot of books that jump around, but not in this kind of way where the stories almost parallel and then kind of intertwine, and then, yeah, it's, it was confusing AF,
2: but it was also cool in that way, I guess. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Um, I guess just to kind of bring this up. So has anyone seen the chapters in numerical order? Has anyone gone to prox- proxino.org? Like the website that's like mentioned in the book. Hold on. Let me see if I can share my screen. Uh, I can. Can you see my screen?
1: It's loading.
2: Oh, it's yeah. Loading. yeah. Yeah. Oh, so okay. this, this is the website, like proxino.org. Yeah. And it has like the, the quotes. Like, I actually got oh. curious, like, is this a real website? So, like, I went there, and it's, like, it's a Wix, a Wix website, which, uh, you know, Gina or, like, her, yeah, like, look. Like, if you look at the bottom, it says Maxalyn. Like, that's cool. Oh, like yeah. That's a like, pretty cool layer for an author to go to. It's, like, it's, it's an integrated experience. Like, I don't know if many people did this, but it, it feels like it's, it's intertwined with our real world. I found that interesting. Um, like there's the quote from, uh, Senator, uh, George Frisbee whore. Um, I believe he was an anti-imperialist. Um, and then, yeah, it gives the chapters in order and it looks like, it looks like it's saying something like, it looks looks like it's a story. I don't know, but I think it's intentional that it was like out of order, but like, it's a mystery too. Like you said, people have said it's. I think it's intentionally confusing, and it's it's meta. It's very meta because it's a mystery and like you're trying to solve it, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Like I I found that interesting. Um, Instructo, yeah. There's a stereo cards. Um, like to be honest, I kind of might want to like print some of these out. These are actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, Oh, actually, this- on a side note, there is a documentary on, on uh, Raphael Lerma and his photos and other photojournalists on YouTube um, put together by Nat Geo. It's called Nightcrawlers. Anyway, uh, <laughs> don't get sidetracked. But um, yeah, so that's that. I thought that was cool. Let's see. Next question. Uh, what connection or connections did you see between the title selection and the story? And why do you think it was chosen? Um, Insurrecto. Uh, insurrecto is um it's it's a very specific word used. Um, I think there was like a section in the book where they're talking about how perspective, um you know, frames the the name given to to the person. And like, uh, I mean, insurrecto they called they called like they called the uh, the natives the you know the native Filipinos like insurrectos for for rising up against the Americans when in reality they were defending. And like with the word insurrecto, there's a derogatory context to it. Um, in terms of like this, the, the title and the story itself, I think it's very apt. In terms of like what the topic is, it's it's about, you know, uh, it, it ties in with uh, Philippine American War and, um, you know, rebellion. And with that came like the massacre. Uh, what do I think was chosen? I wish I could give a more intelligent answer, <laughs> but I mean, I think it it ties to the nature of the topic. Um, pass it off, Butch. What do you What do you think?
0: Uh, yeah, I think you like summarized the title selection really well. I mean, it, I'm not a hundred percent sure why it was chosen. I think it's perhaps because the like is it a reclaiming of the, the phrase insurrecto to so take it away from like this, this notion that it's, um, that it's derogatory and make it more about like being proud that, that they stood up to, you know, this invading force, I guess. Is that, for, you know, that's a question. Is that a possibility? I'm not sure. I'm not sure why the, why, why the title was chosen, but I, I like it. Like, yeah. I, I dug the title. It, it conjures an image in your mind before you even have to read the the book, I guess.
2: Yeah it's powerful it's a powerful word and like I, I like how you framed it as it's like it's like reclaiming it because yeah insurrecto is like it's negative but like insurrecto in reading this it's like it, it takes on a new meaning jazz yeah, I think I think it's pretty
3: like well you know now that we know we you guys discussed that like there's kind of two perspectives for the word itself and in this book there's just like so many perspectives so I guess that might be one way. Um, I think it's very fitting uh, for the book, and I think it's pretty straightforward.
2: (laughs) What about you, Kelly?
1: Um, I kind of thought that maybe it was also kind of like a taking back of the term, but I only kind of saw that, like, somewhat in the characters, so I also kind of am
2: unsure. Um, and so the next question is, like, what was your favorite quote or passage? I haven't written down too much. Like, I have, like, I know this is probably going to bother some people, but I did fold some pages in the book. But uh, I guess one quote that did stick out a lot to me was uh, on page 50 from Muxallin. Uh The question, it seems to me, is how to keep the past from recurring. I mean, what the fuck is the point of knowing history's goddamn repetitive spirals if we remain its bloody victims? I thought that was so powerful considering, you know, everything that's going on. And um, as a Filipino uh, that that like knows some of the history, it's it's just a cycle. Um, people uh, people draw a lot of parallels between you know Marcos and Duterte. you know like it's it's very it's very similar. and it's like yes, I know that history, but like I mean even like even though I'm not in the Philippines, but it's like as a community we're also affected by it. So that that really struck me. It's like, what's the point of having that knowledge if it's we're just going to continue to be negatively affected by it? Uh, pass it off, Kelly. What was your favorite quarter passage in the book?
1: Mine was on, let me see. I think it was on page 14, and it was when they were talking about naming. Oh, it was page four. It was the very last line. It says, choosing names is the first act of creating. And I just thought that was really interesting, and it kind of me it kind of made me like think more about like the title and also like the yeah. chapter titles too like while i was reading like why did she pick this name for the chapter
2: that's, and also for all the character that's interesting though. like that that actually didn't stick to me until you had mentioned that and like it seems pretty profound given the Like, just the name, the naming of the chapters themselves are very, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it was very distinct. But, yeah, Butch, what was your favorite quarter passage? I do not have my book on me, and I can't put off the
0: top of my head. That's fine. there's a section where um, she describes the the, the stereo photo things that are, like, from the Library of Congress. She does it twice. Um, But it's, like, the way that she describes it kind of, it's so, like, it's, there's no compound sentences. This, like, this is a whole par- a paragraph, of really short, apt descriptions. And then I went and looked at the photos, and it kind of, like, it really hit, I guess, in the, the way that she described the, the way that we, like, Filipinos were seen through the American lens, I guess. And then the way
2: that she described that. that That's um, chapter 17. Um, yeah. <laughs> each of the pictures is doubled. Each card is a set of thick twit. Uh, twin prints, the prints pasted side by side. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find the actual description of... Oh, I think it's here. Um, on the Library of Congress website, uh, search Philippine insurrection, and you come across them. Ar- Archives, Stereo, Paris from the years 1899 to 1913, the bleak years of U.S. imperial aggression before the surrender of the last Filipino forces to American soldiers. You may as well just copy and paste the gist. Soldiers waiting across a shallow river, advancing through open country, etc. A group of men with crates of food on the beach, etc. A burned section of Manila, the burned quarters of rebel President Algonado, fire firefighting measures, artillery, ducks swimming, children waiting, soldier buying a dead quilt insurgent, soldier showing off the barrel of his Colt forty five, etc, etc. A history in ellipses, too obscure to know, not to not to mention the words in quotes and not quote, insurgents, or in quotes. Insurrection is not. Rebel is a problematic term. History is not fully annotated or adequately contemplated in online archives. The puzzling duplication becomes more trope. A cliche, photographic captions rebuke losers and winners alike. Soldiers, for instance, refer only to white males. Burn does not suggest who has done the burning. Firefighting measures is a generous term given the circumstances. Is it that part?
0: Yeah, that part was, like, really, like, oh, crap, this is how, like, I don't know, it's, like, this is how we've been portrayed, almost, or this is how we've been archived in history as, like, just,
2: like, this is us in your history book kind of thing. It, for me, I don't know why, but that really hit home. Do they have, like, in Australian textbooks, and, like, is there any mention of, like, Filipinos? Uh like maybe <laughs> i bought a <laughs> i bought a, a, a
0: textbook about like just for a fun like about southeast asian history once and we okay. were like three
2: pages wow I oh. thought, yeah it was yeah so the, the rep- yeah the representation here is, isn't great i think i think well if that book is based on australia i'll tell you this like growing up i think it was like middle school or high school i remember we had a paragraph in like in, in American history, in American history, and it was about the Bataan Death March. Um, okay. About that like we didn't learn about like the full context of of uh, uh, of American imperialism. We didn't learn about that. I mean, I mean, duh. Why would we?
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I think I think for us it's always been like because Philippines is, is actually pretty close. Yeah. To
0: Australia, but it's also like a like for example, recently to get slightly off topic recently, um, Duterte decided to pull out of the Visiting
2: Forces Agreement thing, mm-hmm.
0: and Australia's response to that is, that's one of our last defenses against other countries, so Philippines is seen as like a, a wall, and where Americans are, that protect us.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's...
0: Yeah. It's like a tool, as opposed to the people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're strategic, so, or like, our, yeah. our, you know, Philippines is just is a land of, you know, strategy. Yeah, but I didn't know that aspect about, like, how Australia views it. That's interesting. And the holiday destination. But, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, but, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to overtake your... Um, yeah, sorry. But was, that, uh, was, that, was it that section? That was section. Yeah, that yeah. section really hit me. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jazz?
3: I think there's a certain chapter that I just thought was really interesting because, like, I think it kind of gave it was like really weird but also like I thought it was like if you looked into like the theme of like loss it was like really interesting um I found it it's it's the chapter it's in 239 but basically what happens is that like um Magdalene and Chiara's like duffel bags are switched and then um, there's an accident on the road and a young child and their and the, her father have died like on like the highway and blood is just like pouring onto like the road and then um the, there's police there, but then they wanna search like Chiara's bag and it's actually Magdalene's bag and there's like this like box full filled with like powder and they think it's like shabu, but it's actually like the ashes of um Magdalene's like husband. And so then, um, and then Magdalene is, like, w- rushing to, like, get her, her bag, and, and, you know, like, the, these, like, strange men, these policemen are, like, handling her husband's, like, ashes, and then she sees, like, that accident, like, in front of her of, like, these, like, you know, dead bodies, and she just, like, breaks down and starts like, crying, and I don't know, I just thought that was just, like, um, I, you know, I don't know, I it was just, but it was a chapter where you could really, like, picture it in your head, and I just really felt for the, all of the emotions that was, like, going through, like, Magdalene's, like, mind, and, and then just, like, it being so obscure, though, that there's, like, an accident, and these policemen are not really, like, caring, yeah. and they also depict, like, the, or they, the policemen say that, like, the, the, the um, that the father is probably, like, a drug addict, And so I just thought that was also like, I feel like reflective of like the situation right now where like the drug war and they only like really, you know, they don't care about like the deaths of like people who are possibly drug users. And, but it was like nonetheless, like really, really sad and tragic that they experienced like that. And that um had to like witness the ashes of her husband kind of being like, like handled by like strangers. So, yeah, what? that was... was like, okay, that? It's two... It's the whole chapter is, like, starts on 239. Oh, uh, okay.
2: Um,
3: the chapter is she rides along the coast towards... Toward a historic. Uh, okay. And if you just read the entire chapter, it's just, like... It was just, like, crazy. <laughs> and I think it really gave a good, like, um, feel for... Loss, especially for Magdalene who we don't really know like what she's dealing with Chiara we kind of know because like you know it's the film she's making is basically her kind of processing her like father's death and a lot of the previous chapters were like saying how she grew up like in the Philippines I was always curious about like what Ma, like what Magdalene was going through like why she wanted to um, go to the Philippines and why like didn't she not want because um, it was stated before how she didn't want to go to the philippines even though her her mother was sick um so you know I i thought it was a good chapter for her perspective
2: i think it's interesting like how you really emphasize like the way like the police were handling it i mean like i think it is really reflective of the climate of like the current socio-political situation uh in the philippines um but uh I need to get to that point in the book. <laughs> yeah. It was um, a good
3: one. Like I was skimming, and I'm glad I, I got to this chapter though. Yeah. It was really-
2: I know we're having a discussion, but like, yeah, I'm I'm still gonna finish this book because I feel like I've I've like got Like I've gotten into the the second part, and I feel like the first part, like beautiful as they are, I feel like it's just uh, it's bulk it's a bulk of description. Um, so, <laughs> um, no disrespect to to Gina. Uh, so, what made the settings unique or important? How did it affect the story? The settings, um, I thought it was like, it's the Philippines and it's in, it's in different parts of the Philippines and the way it's described is, I mean, I feel like the setting is part of, I mean, it's it's a huge part of the story, not only because the political aspect of the setting and its historical, uh, uh, historical relevancy and context and how it ties into the overall story, but, um, I think the setting, in a way, becomes it becomes a character to the story. Like Manila is such a detailed character. Of like at least from what I read, like how there's a lot of character in each parts of the of, of the Philippines, uh, and even in in the U.S. Uh, like New York. Um, but I think that the settings, in terms of the location, it you know it, it gives it gives light to to, to the situation over there into the to the context. In, uh, conditions in which people live in and I, I thought it was interesting how it was described like how uh, in, in the book it's the, the social dynamics are like described like having guy captains you know like it was, it was very it was very thoughtfully written out using the setting like the setting the setting wasn't just like a pretty backdrop it was it was like a it was like a breathing living part of the story if that makes sense. Jazz, what did you think?
3: I think we're for sure like even though you would get lost in like the descriptions, like the long descriptions that um you know that how of the language um like I've never been to like Mindanao or anything like I I can understand like for sure like the city kind of like um kind of descriptions, but I also feel like it was good to like how she described like kind of like she describes like how you know like Samara when it was like occupied by these like American like um soldiers and whatnot like how they coexisted with like the natives there I thought was really good description. Yeah that's all I can like think about at the moment.
2: <laughs> that's fine. I'll
3: pass it off to, to Kelly. I agree with um
1: the descriptions being like kind of eh, sometimes but they were really i feel like they were really important to the setting like especially in the beginning when she was describing the ollie mall like it wasn't just like we're going to the mall she described like going in the entrance to this exact um like restaurant and i don't know i just think that was really important to the setting
0: but i think there, i think the i mean the, the setting was like the setting was a, a major part of the story You know what I mean? Like, where where it was set and the fact that, like, Magusalen is, like, from there but also considered an outsider because she left and how Kiara is also an outsider because she, even though she was there as a child, she's not of that cultural background. So like the setting and how they relate to that setting, I thought was super important to who the characters were as well. And yeah, I think that the descriptions were a lot, but at the same time, it was to a level of specificity that like, not only did it feel real, but it felt like she's been here and walked this like a thousand times and seen every little detail. Like if you have to describe your local mall, you don't just say the mall, you can say, you can imagine every, like where each store is and where like each entrance is and those kind of things, I think really like, made I'll it, feel like yeah. Yeah. I think those kind of things really made the the characters, or at least Maxella and the character, feel more real. I guess,
2: yeah. Um. And so the next question is, what theme or themes did you pick up throughout the book? As I mentioned, like I haven't finished the book. From um, I haven't finished the book, but something like the like one the theme to me is like unraveling history and like understanding perspective. Um, like whether it's your own depiction, like. There's one, there's one, there's one passage where it talks about being the photographer. I think it's like the next page after the page you had mentioned, Butch, where it's talking about being the photographer and how. Actually, let me look it up. Oh, here it is. Uh, So this is on page 81. The passivity of a photographic record might be relieved only by the viewer the photographs produce, and even then, not all types of viewers are ideal. Photographs of a captured country shot through the lens of the captor, possess layers of ambiguity too confusing to grasp. There is the eye of the victim, the captured, stilled and muted and hollowed and mud in time. There is the eye of the victim, the captured, who may be bystander, belligerent, blameless, blamed, though there are subtle shifts in pathetic balance. Who is to measure them? There is the eye of the colonized, viewing their captured history and the distance created by time. There is the eye of the captor, the soldier, who was just wounded the capture, There is the eye of the captor the colonizer who has captured history's lens there is the eye of the citizens bystander belligerent blameless blamed whose history has colonized the capture the captured in the distance created by time and there is the eye of the actual photographer the one who captured the captured and the captors in his camera's lens what the hell was he thinking and like i think that like to me is I felt like after reading that passage kinda like make, it kind of like made and made it helped me understand like get a sense of what the book is about and and, and I think it is that because it ties in with personal histories uh with uh Moxelin and Kiara but also like the overarching history of like that conflict and like um like all those different perspectives and so like a theme that I found or like I picked up on at least was just how, like our relation to history and like or like how history is is relational i don't know um but uh what did you think uh like what were your themes that you found throughout the book
0: um yeah i i agree with what you just said uh as a theme i also think there's definitely a, a strong theme of like loss and and how that shapes a person and i also think there's a there's the theme of like um I guess almost perspective and how perspective um, or how like different perspectives on the same issue can be so, uh, I don't know, like like you can have so many different perspectives on the same thing and it really just depends on like what experiences you've had so far, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I think the the two characters and in the, their view of like what happened in Samar and the way that they write their scripts is just so different. And it's it, even though they it's exactly the same thing, like the same story, they're they're retelling it in, in two completely different ways, and like perspective shifts what you look at almost. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah I mean that, that's like a huge part of it, like the fact that they're writing the same story, but it's it's completely different from one another, right, Kelly?
1: Um, kind of going off of like the personal relationship with history, I felt like. There was also a tie with like the loss that was felt like throughout history and then the loss that was um the characters in the book were dealing with
3: yeah i think i agree with everything um a personal history is one for sure and also maybe this kind of like theme of maybe like searching or lostness kind of because um you know, they both are still, like, figuring out things in their own, like, tying it back to, like, their personal histories, and then um, tying it also, and then trying to figure, sort that out through this, like, script that they're both kind of writing,
2: so. And so, how did the narrator's perspective affect your response to the story? How different would this story be be if told from a different perspective? Um, So, I'm still reading the story, so I feel like, I'll have a more developed response. Like I, I feel like I can't really truly answer that without having fully read the story. But I, I think the narrator's perspective is important. Wexalyn's um, perspective. I think that's it's 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 very important. Um, but also picking up. Well, hold on. Like so, the narrator. It's it's not necessarily. It's like what is what is the word? Uh, is it third person omniscient? because it
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so like it's it's all knowing but it, it's very intimate um i think it's it's i think that's actually interesting considering what we had just talked about with uh how how there's perspectives to things right um but with with it being third person omniscient i i think it did a, an effective job in like really honing into the the intimacies of these people people's lives. Um, but still in a sense being objective? I don't know. Um, I think if it like it would I think it'd be really different if it was told in a first person perspective. Um, you know, sometimes you get the unreliable narrator, but I, I think by having a third-person omniscient narrator, like it kind of allowed to get the full picture um, by giving different pictures, if that makes sense. Um what do you think, Kelly?
1: I agree. I also think like, it would be, like, way different if it had been told from, like, Kiara's main perspective, but I also think it would be, like, interesting how, like, some things would probably be similar, like, the things of, like, loss.
2: Mm-hmm. Jazz?
3: I think, um, if it wasn't first person or something, I feel like you there would be like not as like in depth like like i feel like some perspectives would be kind of harder to kind of like um cover and like you really in, in this um how this is set up you really have to like pay attention but i think because of that though you really like um going back to what you're saying richard like like the intimacies of how of the character like you really get to know them um in, and like or just kind of see how what one character is feeling may connect to how another character is feeling and how, like, also the events kind of, like, will match up. Like, I think it's really effective. And that's probably why um, she chose, Gina Applefield chose, like, this kind of layout so that, like, all of these, like, details and perspectives could be, like, you know, like, fully absorbed, like, by the reader.
0: Yeah, I I think without this, like, third-person perspective, it would be hard to, like, tell those such differing stories if that makes sense yeah like sorry yeah without the first person uh, third person narrator you wouldn't be able to have all the different perspectives in the story in that sense um it just as much as it was confusing it makes more
2: sense told that way if that makes sense yeah yeah um and so how did the characters change throughout the story and how did your opinion of them change um so i'll pass on this because like i i feel like there hasn't At least to my knowledge and my opinion, like, I haven't really witnessed having gone only through, like, close to half of the book. Um, Jazz, if you wanted to take this away.
3: Um, I think for me, like, not necessarily that I had, like, maybe, like, an impression on, like, Maxaline. Like, I just, I think I didn't really know much about her perspective of, like, her, like, what she was going through, like, in terms of loss until, like, that chapter that I brought up um, earlier. Um, in the beginning for sure though I think the Chiara like I thought she was just like some like random American film director that wanted to like um, you know use like an ethnic backdrop or something (laughs) but then you know you kind of like later on you read how she grew up um, at a young age in the Philippines because um, her father was filming, filming there, so I guess you could see how she has, like, a close, like, like, tie to the Philippines, um, but yeah, that, I think that was, like,
0: yeah, but what, um, Joseph, what do you think? Um, I don't know if the characters change, I think that we find out more about them, but I'm not sure that they, like, I don't know, I I feel like they don't really, develop in in your typical like character arc almost but i feel like we like uncover layers of them i don't know what do you think
1: i'm not really sure if they change that much also i feel like i know a lot about them but at the same time i don't because i didn't know about the loss and that max lin was going through until that one chapter at the end and i was just like okay And I feel like her attitude towards Kiara in the beginning kind of made me, like, not like her, but then, like, learning about, like, learning about her through different perspectives, I ended up liking her, but I don't know if she really grew
2: as a character a whole lot yeah I mean so I I haven't finished the story but like I I do think that's interesting though um to to have to to know is like there might not be that much uh you know change in in terms of a character but in terms of like the audience's understanding of them changes um I think that's interesting that it still changes the, the audience's opinion of them um and how we might react and empathize to their their stories um like I'll be honest like at first when I was like reading about Kiara I was like just annoyed by her she just sounds like really like Mm -hmm. like really snobby like like what are you doing but like I guess there's a lot more for me to uncover (laughs) um and so I guess we kind of touch up on this a little bit but um how did the structure of the book affect the story um I think I had said it like to me it was confusing but um, I think that was, you know, it was it was intentional, um, and as we saw on the website, like, if you put it in order, like, there's some sort of review, which I, which I didn't catch on, but um, other than that, I, I can't really speak to too much on it, other than, um, I guess it made it feel like kind of a mystery, because you had to, like, piece it together, right? Like, it's kind of like, when you're trying to look at history, you kind of, it. sometimes it's not as easy going from, like, point A to point B. Like, you have to, like, you know, pick up from scattered pieces and, like, uh, rearrange it for it to make sense. I don't know. Um, What do you think, uh, Bunch?
0: sorry, I didn't realize it was muted. Yeah, the structure was both, like, really difficult and kind of fun, in a way. Like, it was like a puzzle. It was like a really weird puzzle that you had to kind of, like... It makes you feel like you have to read the whole book to understand what happens. But then I finished the book, I'm like, I I think I need to read it again to, like... (laughs) go through and and see where all the pieces fit still it's i think it's one of those structures that benefit from a reread but also like it's just very yeah like you need a map (laughs) you need a map for this story (laughs) you need like a timeline like no disrespect i just like it really like mess with head. yeah what about you kelly in the beginning i was
1: like really excited when i realized the note uh, like chapters weren't in order and I was like this is cool and then I like started to figure out the different perspectives but ultimately I feel like that confusion was what made me kind of skip around in the middle so I don't know I did like how you found the website where it like put all the chapters in order I thought that was cool.
3: Yeah, I'm really curious how, like, if I, like, reading it, like, by the chapters that's said in the the website, if it'll make more sense. I think it would, because it's, like, separated into, like, just Magdalene and, um, Tiara, and then script one, script two. So I think that'd be really interesting. But it was very complex, like, I've had so many people like come up to me while I was reading it, asking like if I was okay, because I would like be like my head, and like, I look like frustrated, and I'd have like this, you know deep like sighs, like because I'm trying to really like understand. But, I, you know, I think but it was fun for sure. Like it, it adds to the character of the book and, you know, it definitely makes it a unique read.
2: Um, and so the next question, which character did you relate to the most and what about them resonated with you? Um, I guess I can try to answer this to the best of like what I've read. Um, I mean, that's hard. I mean... I feel like I haven't, I don't have a full understanding of who these characters really are yet. Kind of just like what they're trying to accomplish, but not, not in the sense of like what their motivation is and who they are. Um, so it's, it's hard for me, but I mean, yeah, I guess I, that's a cop-out answer. I don't know. <laughs> um, Kelly?
1: Um, you know, I'm not really sure either. <laughs> I didn't really see myself in either of them. I guess kind of Kiara at the end when she like doesn't want to, Talk
0: to the cop, but that was, I don't know. Butch? I don't think, like, yeah, personally, I don't think I relate to either of the main characters, but there is this, like, one character in one of the scripts that's like a, like, he he seems like a, a bumbling police chief um to the Americans but then like w- when the massacre happens he's actually like super skilled and like kills people like he's the people and he's he's understood them the whole time but he fakes not understanding them so he doesn't have to explain himself or anything kind of thing. Mm. It's, i thought i found that character hilarious and i really like it was it's such a short description of the character but i really loved it uh-huh. and i felt that was super related. i don't know it really it resonated with me in a way that i don't under- i don't know why yeah yeah like he'd put on like this whole like i don't really fully understand english but <clears throat> the way that he acted was like, he was actually very, very intelligent. Yeah. But just he didn't want to have to deal with them and so he'd just sit around and like be like, No, I don't understand kind of thing. Yeah. I dug that.
2: Yeah, that yeah, that's yeah, that's relatable.
3: <laughs> I agree, like for the main characters, I don't really like relate per se, but if you I don't know if you remember like like Maximilian's uncle when chiara comes <laughs> over, like they're just inviting and like they just want to do
2: karaoke. karaoke yeah
3: that's, that's
2: me yeah. i think that'd be me <laughs> yeah I, I did relate to that yeah. <laughs> um and so how did you feel about the ending what did you like not like think could be changed uh i will leave this uh, among y'all <laughs> and hopefully i'll get back to answering this at some point um somehow so i guess i'll start it off with uh jazz
3: i kind of skimmed the last page but then reading the last chapter and like I didn't feel like, um, satisfied. Maybe I have to read it again. Um, but it was kind of like, they end with like doing karaoke and then like, um, kind of having like this kind of like interesting conversation. So, um, I think it would, I think it's just like a a reread for me. I don't know, Kelly.
1: (laughs) I feel like I was kind of confused because like, shortly before that is when like um, the um, motorcycle accident happens right so I don't know to me it was just kind of weird that (laughs) all of a sudden it was kind of happy-ish karaoke I don't know but maybe that has to do with like moving on from their loss
0: yeah I think that like that ending was very much I, I think it was a very much moving on from your loss kind of thing I think that they've they've gotten they got to a certain point on their journey and they were like, We're not really on this journey to do the thing that we said we we're gonna do. We're on this journey because we're both hurting from a loss that we haven't reconciled ourselves with. And so it's kind of like they just give up the journey and, and go sing karaoke. Um which like is <laughs> it's a very real kind of thing that you would do. But at the same time like I kind of wanted to see more, I guess. Like I felt like there was like there's more to this story that could be told, I think. Like, there's a lot that is told, but there's I feel like there's a lot more that wasn't told that could be. Like, I want to, you know... Like, much more
2: could be sense? resolved, you think? Yeah,
0: like, lots more could have been resolved. And I think that, that's, I, I feel like that was intentional, but at the same time, I, I, I was just left feeling like I just wanted more, of, just more, I
2: guess. Yeah. It sounds very Filipino, the ending. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, serious, like, just, you know, just singing it off with of karaoke and kind of like, just leaving it at that and moving forward. Like, I mean, yeah, I haven't really read the ending, but like, I know how that is. That's, that's, that, that whole idea is like, I feel like that's a very Filipino thing. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, So did the book change your opinion or perspective about anything? Do you feel different now than you did before you read it? Um, I thought it was really interesting, although I haven't finished it, like digging into more of like the historical context, um, especially with like those descriptions those those American depictions and descriptions. Um, I think what it has elicited out of me is a sense of urgency to really learn more about all of these events and perspectives. Um, Speaking as, you know, like someone from the diaspora, like it's funny, like Filipino American, like I don't know too much. And like for the past couple of years I have been, but like, I'm still like, I was like, There's a lot of stuff coming up here. I'm like, whoa, like I didn't know that. Or like, wow, I found that interesting. Um, so I guess that's one thing is like I need to better understand history, even though that's something I always am striving for, but I I feel like it reinforced that. Um yeah, Jazz?
3: I think since you know, like in school we're not really taught like the Philippine or like this perspective of like, you know, the Philippine American war or any like war I get in the Pacific, like we're not really taught these things. And so just like reading in you know, the book, like I really would like to learn more about um like the actual like history. Um and I don't know. Um I just feel like I wanna be more more informed. Um like before reading before reading it, I feel like I was just like I knew the general ideas, but then um the events in this book makes makes me just kind of want to learn more
0: um, joseph um, this book really really uh, messed me up in a way because like so um i I knew about the philippine american war i like I, I know the history of it and I know that kind of stuff from my own research but like um uh, it made me kind of think about it in a different way so um like personally my one of my grandparents is he is half american so oh, his wow. father yeah so my great grandfather came over during the philippine american war and you know like settled in the philippines and spread his seed and all that kind of stuff yeah. <laughs> and, and like to think to read this book and think about the, the the fact that like a part of me or a part of my my family heritage could be complicit in, atroc- in that kind of atrocity um and it made me think about that in a way that i hadn't thought about before i guess yeah like that i like part of my heritage comes from a place of such destruction you know that some of my ancestors were um colonizers as much as they were colonized if that makes sense wow.
2: yeah mess me up heat. that's yeah that's heavy oh wow oh. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah what about you kelly
1: I feel like this book not only made me want to, like, learn more, but it also showed me how much that I don't know, like, I thought I did a lot, but now I know I don't know anything. But it also made me want to not only, like, learn more about, like, things that happened in history, but what's going on now, Mm -hmm. and how,
2: like, things are changing, or maybe we could, like, help
1: change things.
2: Yeah. Um... So as someone from the Philippinex community, how did you respond to this story? Why do you think if at all, it was important for this specific story to be told? Um, So I mentioned this in the previous response, but being someone who is of the diaspora and especially being Filipino American, like Jazz had mentioned, we don't really learn much of this stuff. And if at all, it's very superficial and it's very in the way that is um, that is reinforcing American ex- exceptionalism rather than like looking from an un- unbiased perspective. Um, so I definitely think it is important, um, especially considering how much this book emphasizes perspective. Um, and I haven't fully read the story, so I- I'm sure there's a lot for me to respond to, but to what, to uh, you know, to the amount that I have read, you know, I, I found it interesting and um, I didn't so I don't know if this is, like, that part was true, like, if there's actually been movies made about it, I'm sure there have, so, like, I, I feel like it's, 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 it's meta, right, but, like, I feel like, if that's the case, the way they're portrayed, it's weird to me, of how it's, like, very, looking from the lens of, like, these soldiers, and, like, you know, calling, you know, you know, calling Filipino people, like, insurrectos, and and framing it in certain ways, so I think it's important that that this story you know emphasizes perspectives and and in looking into history so um what did what like what was your take jazz
3: like even though it's fictional it feels very real like i feel like these actual like things happen like during the war or something like or like just like the individual like characters you know like they're fictional but um it just makes, you know, like, I, I mentioned it, like, I have very minimal, like, knowledge about the Filipino-American War, and it's interesting to see how, like, you know, like, Magdalene is a new, she's from New York, or she moves to New York, and then comes back, and then is dealing with her own loss, but then also the script, and she wants to put her perspective in it, and, you know, she's, like, basically someone in the ex community um yeah. but um i don't know it was just i just think it's it, it was important story i think it's not a lens that's not that's commonly wrote about or written about um and so i yeah <laughs> that's what i could say for now but uh, kelly what do you think
1: well i am not filipina but i think that this story is important for everyone to hear because not even just like the story but the hit all of the history that was put in to the story and the culture it just makes like the readers even if you do know about like some aspects of the book you might not know about all of them or like people for like me like i have i like went and like would research like samar and places like that or just like the food and i think it opens up people's eyes to the different cultures and the struggles that other cultures go through
0: um i think that like i think it's um it, i think this, the story was super important to be told it was so, so super important for the story to be told for the filipino community filipinex uh, Philippi- community i think um we often don't tell our own stories in that way. Like if you look like Philippine like Philippinex Entertainment, generally it's like very lighthearted or it's dramatic, but it's like dramatic about love and it's you know, there's dancing and there's singing, but there's not much history. We don't really tell stories of history. And it's I th- I feel like we lose our history because of it or we forget. Like as a culture we, we choose to forget our own history. And I think stories like this are super important because they they kind of allow us to see that history and not have to see it through a textbook you know what I mean like you don't have to see it through sitting down and, and reading a book that can be super boring um having it told in 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 that way or like through like a fictional way I think kind of makes it more relatable and makes that history that we don't talk about more relatable
2: yeah so um, I thought it was important I think to I mean that's a great segue for the next question is do you think this story would be different if not written by a Philippinex author I'll go ahead and let you take that because it's it ties directly to what you had just said
0: um with me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't know, like I I'm not sure it could be told by a different author. I think that like the the general aspects of the story could be told, but the the actual specificity to the culture and the the detail of like the history I think needs to be told um by Filipino people because we we never talk about our own history, if that makes sense. Like we like other people can tell those stories, but if we don't tell them then we're not we're not being true to ourselves
2: if that makes sense
0: yeah so i think it needed to be told by that by specifically a ex author
2: yeah and i guess um you know following up with what you're saying it's in a way it's it's our community confronting our history um i think it's a very it's a very filipino thing to disregard pain and our history is full of that um but i think by confronting it like we're able to address it and and in a way I guess this kind of ties into the end you kind of just you move on with that knowledge move forward with your life and continue to sing karaoke right um so like i i do agree with you in the sense that like yes it could be the story itself could be written by another author who's not necessarily Philippine X, but it wouldn't have it, it wouldn't have the same resonance that it would as it did in this case what do you think jacks
3: yeah like if you guys know the term like bahalana, like everything is kind of just like you know it's yeah. everything's kind of whatever for a lot of like <laughs> yeah. difficult things um and so i think it needs this story should be written by like a philippinex author um and i think it's great now that we have more i think more um you know literature is being written by philippinex authors and i just hope that continues
1: I agree. I don't think it should be written by <laughs> any other voice, and I feel like the characters would change. Like not just like you know they're like if another person wrote it, obviously they would be different. But like I feel like the themes wouldn't necessarily be the same.
2: I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think it takes it takes a, a specific perspective to you know, to tackle the story from the angle that it did. Um, So I did include this question, um, if not from the Filipinx community, what did reading the story impart you with and how has your understanding and perspective of the Filipinx community changed? Um, Kelly, did you wanna add any thoughts to that question?
1: I just feel like it's such a rich culture that I know this much about. and But like reading Filipinx literature, it like, Um, especially this book it makes me want to learn more about the history of what has happened because in school I didn't learn anything and I'm sure like a lot of people in this in my area also probably did not so I think it kind of makes me like want to maybe like buy a couple books and give them to our library so like other people
2: it's rad yeah
1: you know see this culture too
2: um and so the last question how did you all connect the events of the story to the events happening in the real world um I'll let Jazz go ahead and start that off
3: um I well especially for the motorcycle like accident chapter like I I felt a lot of that like could relate to what's going on with like the drug war because um like in the chapter the ashes like um were assumed by the police officer to be without like testing it or anything um and uh just and also how they described like the father as being like a drug addict and that they kind of deserve to die kind of thing if that was the case um and so you see that a lot you know right now with the campaign on war on drugs um but i think for um but that's what i could think of like right now um uh, joseph what did you feel or how did you
0: connect um, that yeah definitely like that relation to the drug war and and i'm sure richard will talk about this afterwards but definitely like this this idea of history repeating itself but i, I also think that like the, the story the, the fact that the story focuses on on writers and filmmakers um telling a Philippine story i think that's like really connects to the events of right now, like in terms of like, or our real world right now in terms of like these questions about who should be able to tell stories and who has the power to, to represent, you know, communities and things like that. Um, and I, I feel like there's a debate in this book that we haven't discussed because it's just coming to my head, but like, yeah, I feel like there's this debate in the book between who is allowed to tell the stories of you know, Philippinex history or who's allowed to tell cultural stories? Um, because like Kiara has a very specific story she wants to tell. And then Magsalin comes in and is like, no, this is like not really representing our culture. And she adapts that script and changes it. And that's why you have these two competing films pretty much. And I think it, it plays into a, a question that we have in media right now, which is about like, who is allowed to tell stories and, and why do they tell the stories? and, and you know, is it enough to have representation in front of the screen or do we need to have a representation behind the screen with the writers and the directors and the producers and all that kind of stuff? Like, I, I felt like that it really connected to that
2: that debate. Yeah. That completely flew over my head. Um, but that's, that, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy you brought up that point because, yes, that is really relevant. Um, but, yes, uh, in agreeing with your point earlier, um, like, it, it, it is kind of like history recycling and repeating itself you know, um, in terms of, like, killing, killing innocent people, um, and, and a a very strong authoritarian government, um, but in terms of what you were saying, that that's really relevant, I mean, like, look what's happening in the Philippines, like, our own people are trying to document our history and tell our stories, but look what's happening to some of these journalists, some of these photographers, you know, um, and then there's also a lot of the debate of, like, um, I know this comes up a lot, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, people in the Philippines criticizing this or uh, people outside of the Philippines criticizing this, but like, uh, you know, who who has the the quote unquote authority of like reporting, you know, like a lot of times they'll be like, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's westernized uh, media. They're like, they're, they're twisting things like they don't know what's really going on. And I, I mean, unfortunately, that's, that's very characteristic of like, Toxic Filipino culture, right? Is like gaslighting. Like it's like what to believe. Um, because also too, I mean, I mean, it, in a sense, it's understandable why they would make that case. Because it's like, why should we trust these outlets rather than our own? Even though sometimes our own media might be misleading us. So I I think that's a really that's a really great point that Chan made. That um that's like a huge part of like the the book. Now that I think about it, yeah. Um, Kelly, um, what were your thoughts?
1: Um, I also agreed with like the whole motorcycle scene kind of reminding me of, um, the drug war and even like, well, from like what I know is from also like patron saints. Yeah. Uh, and I just kind of made that connection, but also I feel like maybe like the mystery writing theme throughout the book was maybe like Gina's way of commenting, like, what are we going to do with the future now, and like how are we going to not only yeah. change things but like make our voices heard? kind of thing?:
2: Yeah, shit. that was like heavy, guys. <laughs> um, but it's real. Um, so those were all the questions. I mean, did anyone else have any other thoughts that they'd like to share about the book or any of the questions we had, uh, or any of the discussions that we had? No, I'm seeing nods. Um, okay, we'll. That was uh that was our first recorded book discussion. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. Ooh, and like, I, I you know, kind of, I guess I'll just say this tying to what we were saying is like, you know, I, I think it's important for us in the Filipinox community to to not only like look at our history but also like communicate what or like to to discuss what is being communicated. So, I mean, personally speaking, um, why I wanted to like participate and get. FLC up and running is because one to elevate our stories, promote our voices, but also to to like collect or like to gather our community and talk about these things because a lot of times we do just like to bahala na our lives, you know, like and just sing karaoke and I don't know, like drink boba or like what you know, like I think a lot of times it is very unsettling and and uh, uncomfortable to really dig into these things, but I think it's important, and so. Yeah. Um, If no one else has anything else to say, um, that concludes our first book discussion.